Well, joining me for a look at the equity space is Rico Nare from Anchor Capital. Thank you so much for your time, Rico. Let's actually start off with the macroeconomic picture and market sentiment throughout the week, really seeming like a week of volatility, which was really sentiment was largely under pressure. But now today we're seeing a turnaround in the markets. So what have you deduced from uh, market sentiment? What has happened? All the movements that, you, that you've seen in the local and global markets this week? Azinati, it's good to be on the show with you. Um, I think, as you said, uh, volatility continues to be a key theme that's playing out within markets. And I think when um, waters are this choppy, what the markets do is they take a bird's eye view and they look towards uh, macroeconomic data to really guide the direction. I think the last macroeconomic data print that we had out was that USPCE print that you remember came out last week. Um, since then, there's been a bit of a lull in economic data. That print obviously came in ahead of expectation. Um, and what it just signaled was that inflation is still accelerating, even in the first uh, month of the year. Uh, and, and, and what that's done is just given the investors, uh, made them adopt a bit of a wait and see approach. So I think that's, that's what's going on here is that in, investors are really trying to find some direction. And I think uh, in, in the same light, the next big uh, talking point will be next week's uh, non-farm payrolls and next week's uh, unemployment data, uh, I think investors will be looking towards that to give it some direction. So yeah, yeah. overall, um, as you said, um, volatility continues to be a key theme playing out within markets. Yeah, quite interesting how markets literally take every single piece of data and run away with it. Because, for example, even today we had markets really kind of uh, calmer because of uh, Fed, um, Fed President uh, Boston, Bolton, uh, saying that yeah. <laughs> he's keen for more 25 basis point hikes after markets yeah. had basically priced in a 50 basis point hike at the next meeting. But yeah, as you said, we'll wait and see because also the economic data that has been coming out has been coming out stronger than expected, really signaling still a strong economy in the U.S. and strong demand there. Just talking about uh, markets, let's zoom in on the JSC. And on the JSC, is it largely macroeconomic factors that have been moving the JSC or specifically now uh, results, company results that have started to trickle in? Lots of disappointments, but you are seeing some bright sparks there. Mm, so I think it's a function of the two. Zinati. Yeah. Um, I think uh, kind of just maybe taking a step back, what we did see from our local market, we saw a strong start to the year. I mean, uh, the JSC cap six was up um, 7% at the, at the end of Jan um, and then fell down by, um, what, minus 2.4% at the end of Feb. And uh, as you said, that's really been a function of both what's going on on a macro, global macroeconomic level, as far as inflation is concerned and interest rates are concerned, um, but also um, our kind of company-specific data that's been out. Um, but I think from, from our side, the general weakness that we have seen within our local market that's largely been driven um, in as far as weaknesses in our commodity prices uh, and just general weakness within our commodity prices, those have dragged the resources lower. So the miners at the end of February were down 12.5% for the month. Uh, um, but what's kept the boat afloat um, as far as our market is concerned has been banks and insurers. So even in the midst of uh, what can, what might, some might see him as doom and gloom, um, you have seen some stellar. Uh, performance out of the uh, the, the banks uh, and the insurers. Um, I mean, even first rand. I mean, it's been yeah. a very topical over the last few over the last day or so. The first rand still a result 
that were out yesterday. Yeah. Well, let's actually drill into commodities. Uh, you spoke about those, and Sibanye and uh, Impala came out with some results. Um, quite a lot of operational pressures there due to a lot of things, uh, weather events, uh, Sibanye uh, with the go strike at the, the gold mines, um, Impala talking about load shedding and uh, maintenance challenges. Um, but still, PGM prices remain quite strong, even though they, they, they come from a high base uh, last year. But just your sentiment on the commodities right now. I mean, should we be taking this pressure as maybe a buying opportunity for those counters? Or maybe could they see some more pressure? Mm, so you, you are right in saying, Zinati, that commodity prices have come under a lot of pressure. I mean, you can take Implax, um, as far as PGMs are concerned, um, it's a bit of a litmus test of what's been going on there. Um, so, uh, you know, their diluted uh, headline earnings per share were down 2%, and that's on the back of those sinking platinum, palladium, and rhodium prices. I mean, it, it is important to note that, for example, rhodium, uh, that contributes about 36% to uh, Impala's um, uh, earnings, and rhodium was actually down 18% just over this last week. Mm. So, like you said, um, commodity prices coming under a lot of pressure, um, but exactly in, in the same tone, I, I think we can take our hats off to managements that have continued to be able to contain prices. I mean, in Impala, uh, their cash costs were only up 5%, and that's in the midst of what has been a very um, high inflationary environment. Um, so yeah, I, I, th I think from our side, it, yeah. it is a bit of a, a pullback that we're seeing in PGM prices, and that has been affecting uh, Impala, in, uh, in as far as the dividends are concerned, we all know that Impala is in that uh, love triangle uh, with Northern Four, Royal Buffalo King, and they've even come out and uh, declared uh, that they will probably be paying uh, a smaller dividend. And, 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 I, and I guess from our side, we see that as them wanting to do that, in other words, to conserve cash um, for that Royal Buffalo King uh, offering, which is going to be up on the table again. Just lastly, before we go to your stock pick, I actually want to drill into Sun International. Um, quite a recovery, and it seems that um, the recovery is, is looking quite robust. Um, I think there was, there was a time when uh, you know, people were wondering in terms of the constrained consumer, the, the sluggish economy that we have, if these hospitality stocks, uh, how much more upside could they have? So just looking at Sun International, has this confirmed the kind of runway um, that they've gone through and that they can still go through? So a fairly positive trading statement that Sun International released this morning. Um, I think what it did show is that um, strong growth in revenue, strong growth in EBITDA, strong growth in their headline earnings. Um, and I think what the market really liked was management just coming out and just reinforcing the fact that they'll be looking to significantly reduce group debt. Um, and yeah, what, what we've seen is 100% improvement in both uh, basic and headline earnings per share. Um, and yeah, so that that um, four-year number is coming out on Monday, the 13th of February. And I think the market is going to be waiting uh, towards that with fanfare. Um, and, and what they have come out and said is that they've seen um, strong numbers um, out of their uh, hotel and resources, especially um, or hotel and resorts, and that especially Sun International or Sun City. Um, uh, and, and yeah, strong performance out of sun slots and, and sun beds. So the market really liked the tone out of that statement and the share price has been up around mm -hmm. about 3% or 4% today on the back of that. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to your stock pick for today, Rico. Okay. My stock pick uh, for today will be Supergroup. 
uh, it's already, I say this with a bit of caution, it has already rallied by 10%. So there's some caution that needs to be taken here. But we believe that there's still some legs to Supergroup. Uh, it's a supply chain and fleet management business in SA, but it's also got a global footprint around the world. Uh, really what we like is the fact that they've made a lot of acquisitions. Well, they've made some acquisitions within Australia and New Zealand that look to be coming online. It's got a market cap of $10 billion with a strong balance sheet. And uh, even over the last uh, few quarters, they've, been, uh, they've announced a, a share buyback scheme. So we like the fact that it sits in the small cap space, but it's fairly liquid. Um, and yeah, basically, uh, we look towards it um, and specifically around the fact that it's not linked towards Transnet and issues around Transnet. So we're not necessarily looking towards it uh, with the hopes of a Transnet recovery um, helping it. So super good for us. It's got a solid base with a re reasonable valuation. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your analysis today, Rico. Uh, that was Rico Nare from Anchor Capital.